The six shofar blasts that they would blow on Friday. When the Jewish people were settled in Israel, they would blow six shofar blasts on Friday in order to separate the people from their work. And we're accustomed in the holy communities. Uh, that once we are close to Shabbos, half an hour or an hour, that the Shliach Tzibur makes an announcement that people should get ready for Shabbos. And this is in place of the Shofar Blast of Yore. And so it is appropriate to uh, practice in every place. The laws of burying hot food, enveloping hot food for Shabbos. We're not allowed to bury food on Shabbos. Even in items that don't add steam. But if it's not yet Shabbos for sure, it's doubtful that it's nightfall, we can still bury the items. But something that adds steam... Uh, we cannot bury the food in it even on Friday while it's still day. And if he buried the food in um, items <coughs> that add steam, then the food is forbidden even uh, post facto. And that's only with cold fish. That it was warming up or it is overheated, but it's still uh, getting better as it um, cooks more. But if it's still as hot as it was, um, as it was originally being cooked, then it's permissible. Says the Ramah. Some say that if one forgot and buried by accident in an item that adds steam, then it is permissible to eat. And some say that this is all of this is only prohibited when you're doing it for the needs of the evening meal. But when you're burying it, enveloping it for the needs of the day of Shabbos, it's permissible to bury uh, food on Friday uh, in items that add heat. And post facto, one may rely on this. As long as one doesn't become accustomed to do so. Even food that was completely cooked, it's forbidden to bury on Shabbos even uh, in items that don't add heat. Nevertheless, to place a utensil on top of a cooked food in order to protect it from mice, or so that it doesn't become dirty with the dust, Shari, it's permissible. This is not like burying it in order to warm it up. You're just protecting it. And like placing a cover on a pot. These items add steam, add heat. The leftovers of olives. Oshel Shumshman or of sesame seeds, Vizevel and manure or melach and salt, Vizid and lime, Vachol and sand, Ben Lachem Ben Yeration, whether it's wet or dry, Vitevan and straw, Vizagin and Muchin, Vasavan, Vizmasha Shloshd and Lachin, and grape rinds and pieces of cotton and grass when those are wet. And the following items do not add heat. Source clothing of Paris and fruit, comfort Yona and bird wings, whether it's a dove or other birds, an orishel pishtan, piece of flax, and social harashin, and carpenter's shavings. Says Ramah Yashem, some say to Mutal Hatman Bislaim that it's permissible to uh, bury the food in rocks, even though they add 
because something that is out of the ordinary, uh, the rabbis didn't make a decree. Even though we're not allowed to bury on Shabbos, even something that doesn't add heat, if you buried it on Friday and then it uh, got uncovered once it was night, once it was Shabbos, it's permissible to go and recover it. Uh, and if you want to add more of the uh, substance that you're hiding the food in, on Shabbos, most of you may do so. Also, if you wanted to completely take it out and put another one in its place, whether the first one was hotter than the second food item or the second item was hotter than the first, even if it was only covered in sheet, one can take it from there and to cover it with a thick woolen cloth. And that's when the pot was completely cooked. But if it's not completely cooked, even to add to the covering also, it's forbidden. Because this addition, causes it to cook. Hey, if you moved food, uh, uh, cooked food on Shabbos from the pot that it was cooking into another pot, you can put it to bury it in something that doesn't add heat. It's permissible to bury a cold food with an item that doesn't add heat so that it doesn't become too cold or to soften its coolness, its coolness. Like let's say you take something out of the fridge and you want to uh, bring it to room temperature. But with something that adds heat, even to bury something that's completely cold, even before Shabbos, it's also forbidden. Any time that we have forbidden burying, we forbid it even with a pot that's completely cooked, and even if adding to the cooking would make it shrivel up, would make it go bad. Says the Rambam, "Avachin Ikram, that's the law." But Yesh Mekilin and some are lenient. Rambam and say, "To kol shochay legamrei, anything that's completely raw or is bashkol tzorker or completely cooked, mutabat mana, it's permissible to bury it. Kamei b'shihui, as it is to leave it on or near the stove. Chumash is both elsim and reishon and gimel, as we explained above. Among shen agal hakalal pisvarzu, and in a place where they were lenient to." Practice like this opinion, and because we are one should not object. But one shouldn't practice this in other places. Even though it's permissible to leave a pot on top of a stove that has coals by the ways that we explained above, if it's covered in garments, even though the clothes do not add heat on their own account, nevertheless, on account of the fire beneath them, they do add heat and therefore it's forbidden. Nevertheless, as long as the clothes are not touching the pot, even though there is fire beneath it, since it's not made in a way that they're being buried in it, sorry, it's permissible. In a case where you place a pot over a stove, whether it's a double stove or a single stove that has coals, and the edges of the pot don't touch the coals, it's called leaving it, and it's permitted according to the ways that we explained above. If you place on the pot a wide utensil that doesn't touch the edges of the pot, and you placed garments 
on top of that wide utensil mutter. It's permissible to come since those garments are placed on top of that wide utensil and not touching the edges of the pot and kind of there's no concern that we're bearing the food also it's permissible to place the pot in our ovens as long as you place uh, a raw piece uh, into the pot as long as the pot is not touching the coals even though he encloses the uh, mouth of the oven with clothing. Since the clothes are not touching the pot, it's not considered burial. The it's permissible. Says the Ramah, and the burying that we do in our country, that we place it inside the oven and then we seal it with lime. is permissible according to everyone. As was explained above, he's probably coming to a ration test and will be explained below. A mitzvah had the Shabbos and it's a mitzvah to bury food for Shabbos in order to be able to eat hot food on Shabbos because this is of the honor and pleasure of Shabbos. And anyone who doesn't believe in the words of the sages and forbids the consumption of hot food on Shabbos, we are concerned lest he is a heretic. It is permissible to place on Friday something that is cold on a warm pot. It's permissible to place, while it's still yet day, a utensil that has a cold food on a hot pot. Because it's not like burying in something that adds heat. Many a number of laws of hatmana and carrying it. Alf muchen, soft pieces of of cotton. Uh, that you left the food in there um, in a way that was accidental. You didn't do it purposefully. You're not allowed to move them, rather move the pot and let them fall off on their own. Like, for example, that some of them are uncovered, because then you're only moving it from the side. If you designated those pieces of cloth uh, for this purpose, then it's permissible to move them. But if you buried it in wool, in pieces of wool, even though you didn't make the designation, it's permissible to move them. And that's true of ordinary pieces of wool that you don't intend to sell. If you put them in the warehouse to sell, you need to designate them as for personal use on Shabbos. And if you buried in it without designation, then the same thing applies. You would have to move the part and let them fall off on their own. Meaning, take the lid of the pot that is considered a kli, a valued utensil, even though they are on top of it, we're not concerned, because it has not become a bosses, something that is supporting something that is forbidden on Shabbos. Base. One who places stones and bricks around a pot. You need to designate them for that purpose forever. Because anytime he has not designated them, they're not considered important and he'll discard them. Therefore, you would be forbidden to move them unless you set them aside and designate them for this purpose. Gimel. One who uh, buries uh, a, some food in a box that is full of uh, pieces of wool. 
which uh, forbidden to move. And he then took the pot out. As long as the empty space has not um, become unusable, you can still replace the pot. But if it's become unusable, he shouldn't replace it. And even in the first instance, one is allowed to remove it with having in mind that you're going to replace it as long as it doesn't uh, become unusable. We're not concerned that he might return it even if it becomes unusable. Even when you bury in something that's permissible to move, if the empty space now filled up and is not usable, he shouldn't return it. Because now the pot will need to make for itself a place as you return it. And it's like you are, for the in the first instance, uh, bearing something on Shabbos that wasn't there before. Let's say you buried in something that you're not allowed to move on Shabbos and you covered the opening with something that is uh, allowed to be moved on Shabbos. He can uh, reveal the cover and then hold on to the pot and remove it. Hey, Taman. If he buried it and covered it with something that it may not be moved, if some of the pot is uncovered, he can take it from there and return it. But if not, he cannot take it. If Yomtev was on Friday, there are those that forbid burying food in stones because it's like building. An oven that you place hot food in. And you place and you close it up and uh, seal it with lime. You're allowed to break that seal in order to take the hot food out and then to reseal it. And if there are hot burning coals, it's permissible uh, using a non Jew. That a Jew should not break that seal. If you can have a Gentile do it for you. Similarly, if you can have a child do it, then an adult. Jew should not do it. And if that's not possible, then the adult Jew should do it using some sort of shinoi, some differentiation, and that's our minhag. And it would appear to me that that which we've said that you can then go and reseal the oven, that's only during the day when all of the pots are completely cooked. But at night, close to the time that it is buried, that we're concerned, we're not sure if the pots have been completely cooked. It's forbidden to uh, seal the oven because that causes cooking. Even it's forbidden using a Gentile. And concerning all other matters of returning food to the fire on Shabbos, see further. The laws of the entry of Shabbos. It's a mitzvah to wash oneself. Your entire body continues. Uh, and if he cannot wash his entire body, Yerichoitz, he should wash, continues Mchaber, Panov Yadav Raglov, his face, his hands, and his feet, Bechamin Be'er Shabbos, with hot water on Friday. Mitzvah Lachav Harosh, Lagalech, Tzipurunayim Be'er Shabbos, and it's a mitzvah to 
wash one's hair and cut one's nails on Friday. Says, If his hair was long, it's a mitzvah to cut it. And when you cut your nails, you shouldn't cut them in order. Start with your left hand, with the ring finger, and then on the right hand, with the index finger. And the mnemonic is, the small on the left, on the right. When it gets close to dark, one should ask the members of one's household in a soft tone. Have you separated Meiser? Have you made the Eruv? Have you separated Chala? And he should say to them, Now light candles. Says the Mamma, in a place that we don't separate Meiser. And Sarachlomar is our term. One need not say, Have you separated Meiser? Simon Reish Samach Aleph Zman had Lachas Neves Lashabas Vodalis, if in the time of candle lighting. Aleph, Savach Hashecha, Vobenish Moshes. Time of doubtful nightfall, which is twilight. Ein Ma'asmin Savad Ben Matbilin Esakelim, one cannot uh, separate Meiser from, from something that definitely needs to be separated. Ein Matbilin Esakelim, and one cannot tovel dishes. Ein Madlikinus Aneros, and one may not light candles. Ein Arvin Eruv Etchumen, and one cannot make an Eruv. But one can take Meiser from uncertain food, and one can bury hot food, and one can make the in town Eruv. And one may ask a Gentile during twilight to light a candle for Shabbos. And similarly, it's permissible to ask him to do any act- forbidden activity malacha, which is needed for a mitzvah, or that you're uh, busy and uh, occupied and worried about. Says the Ramah, Also, someone who accepted upon himself Shabbos an hour or two before dark, one can ask the non-Jew to light the candle or anything else that you need. Some say you need to add from the weekday to Shabbos. And the time of this addition is from the beginning of sunset. When the sun is no longer seen on the earth, until that twilight time. And this time, which is three and a quarter mil, if he wants to make the full amount of that time the addition, he may do so. If you want to make part of that time, he may do so. As long as you take some of that time and add from the weekday and take from it to make it Shabbos. And the time of twilight is three quarters of a mil, which is the amount of time it takes to walk 1,500 amos, kodem alayla before nightfall. It says, if you want to take on Shabbos any time from Plaga Mincha in the afternoon, you may do so. Gimel. One who is not expert in this calculation, he should make sure to light candles when the sun is still above the trees. If it is a cloudy day, he should light while the roosters are still sitting on the beam and it's still day. And if he is in the field, there's no roosters, light while the ravens are still sitting for the day. 
after you've answered Baruch after Bishadayin Yom even though it's still day, one cannot do the Erev and the bearing of the food because you've accepted Shabbos upon yourself. And for us, when we recite Mizmah Shalim Shabbos, that's the equivalent of reciting Baruch uh, from back in the day. To sanctify the Shabbos with a set table and uh, clean clothes. Aleph, Yisad Shulchanai, one should arrange one's table with Yatsi HaMitoiz and arrange the bed with Takum Kolin Yonai Abayis and fix up all the matters of the home, Kedeshim Tzaeno Aruch, so that it appears set, arranged, Masudar, Bavoyim Basak Nessus, and all set up when he comes home from Shul. It says Ramav, Yeh Shulchanai Aruch Kol Yom Shabbos, and his table should be set all the day of Shabbos, and that is the custom in the Shabbos one shouldn't change. Beis, Yishtal Shi Yolai Begadim Noim L'Shabbos, one should strive to have nice clothes to Shabbos, Vim Yef Shalai L'Fachos Yishal Shal, and if that's not possible, uh, at least Yishalshel Begadol Lamato Derech Kavod, he should uh, unfold his clothes uh, in a way that is uh, respectful. Gimel Yildash Begadol Hanoim Yismach Bias Shabbos Kiyosli Kras Amalech or Kiyosli Kras Chasam Kala. One should wear one's nice clothes and rejoice as Shabbos is coming in, as the way one goes out to greet a king and goes out to greet a bride and groom. Because Rabbi Hanina would cloak himself and go out towards evening on Erev Shabbos. Let us go out to greet the Shabbos queen. Rabbi Yana would say, Boy Kala, Boy Kala, come bride, come bride. Says one should dress in Shabbos clothes immediately after one washes oneself. And this is the honor of Shabbos. Therefore, one should only wash for Shabbos close to evening. That way, you can get dressed for Shabbos immediately. Who should light candles in Tobiyam And if they erred on a cloudy day. One should be careful to have a beautiful light. And we are focused to have two lights, one corresponding to remember the Shabbos and one corresponding to keep the Shabbos. And we can add to these in light three or four, and that's the custom. A woman who forgot one time to light, must light a third for the rest of her life. Because one can add for something of purpose, uh, corresponding to something else, as long as you do not subtract. Both men and women are obligated to have a lit candle in their house on Shabbos. Even if you don't have food, you need to beg and buy oil to light a candle, because that's part of the pleasure of Shabbos. Women are more uh, connected, warned about this, because they are more connected to the home. If you don't have enough money to buy Shabbos candles and Kiddush wine, then the candles come first. If you don't have enough money to buy Shabbos candles and Hanukkah candles, no Shabbos candles, Shabbos candles, Shabbos candles, Shabbos candles take precedence because they are connected to peace in the home. Because there's no peace at home without a candle. If you don't have enough money to buy Kiddush wine and Hanukkah lights, then see further. 
Don't light your candles too early because then it won't be clear that you're lighting it for the purpose of Shabbos. You shouldn't make it too late. If you do want to light the candles and when it's very early and to accept Shabbos immediately, since you accept Shabbos immediately, then you're not doing it too early. As long as it is from plug and onwards, which is an hour and a quarter before night. Says the Ramah, If the candle was lit while it was still day, then put it out, then extinguish it and relight it for the purposes of Shabbos. Hey, because you yadlik when you light the Shabbos candle, whether it's a man or a woman lighting the candles, also you need to make a bracha. If it's Yom Kippur, not on Shabbos, some say don't make a bracha. Says the Ramah, Some say you light before you make the bracha before the lighting. And some say that you make the bracha after lighting. And in order that it, the bracha should be prior to the performance of the mitzvah, one shouldn't benefit from it until after the bracha. Therefore, place the one's hand near the candle after one's lit to cover it, and make the bracha, and afterwards remove the hands, and then that is called that you made the bracha before benefiting from the light, and that's the custom. Young men who go to learn outside their homes, need to light Shabbos candles in their rooms and make a bracha over it. But one who is with his wife, does not need to light in his room and to make a bracha, because his wife makes a bracha on his behalf. A guest who doesn't have his own private room, and nobody's lighting candles on his behalf, needs to contribute uh, some money towards the candles. Two or three households, eating all together. Some say that each one needs to light their own candles. Some are not sure. And the proper thing when you have a doubt as to whether to make brachas is that they shouldn't uh, all make brachas, only one person. One who lights in the corner of the house and eats in the courtyard. If the candles aren't long enough that they continue into the night, uh, it would be a brach in vain. Yud. Once you've lit the Shabbos candles, Shabbos has fallen and it's forbidden to do Malach of According to this, some women are accustomed. After they've made the bracha and lit the candles, they discard the match and don't extinguish it. And some say, that if she made a precondition that she would not accept Shabbos until the Chazim recites Baruch, then that works. And some say that doesn't work. And there are those who disagree with the Bahag, but 
they say that accepting Shabbos doesn't depend on candle lighting, but it depends on davening Uh That once the chazan has recited Baruch then everybody stops the Melacha Olididan. And for Askim Shishkol Mizmor Shuli Yam Shabbos, Baruch the recitation of Mizmor Shuli Yam Shabbos is the equivalent of Baruch from back in the day. Says the Ramah, Aminik Shaisa Isham Amalek Mekabel Shabbos Badlaka. The minik is that the woman who lights the candles accepts Shabbos with her lighting, unless she made a precondition. And even if she made the condition in her heart, that works. Mutarin b'mlachad barucho, but all other house members of the household are allowed to continue to mlachin till barucho. Ikarat lacha tolui b'neus from licking out the shulchan. The main lighting is the candles that are on the table. Aval loy b'shar haneris from bias, not the other lights in the house. Mutarach lanich haneris b'makom shem adlikin, below the hadlik makom zel lanich makom acher. One needs to leave the candles in the place that you light them. You shouldn't light them in one place and then leave them in a different place.